News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 30 minutes or so. Hope it's a good Sunday for you here in the year of 2019. Just so you know, coming up in just a short while, 10 things sellers should never say to their listing agents. This is interesting. It's a reverse on this, folks. I think you might appreciate it if you are thinking about selling, or even if you're thinking about buying. It's always interesting stuff. Here in the studio, Randy Rocky Swan Financial. You can reach him directly at 645-0736. Good to see you this morning. Good morning, Bob. Also here, Lee Harris, who's legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. She knows her stuff because she used to be a member. She was the head attorney for the Real Estate Commission when they were the Real Estate Commission. Yes. And now... There's a whole new name for them, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, Kentucky Real Estate Authority. And it's all under a whole new, um, what is it, a whole new genre of, of how they do this? And it's one umbrella. And, and all, yeah. yeah, it's an umbrella agent. So that takes over for KREC, yeah? Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, that's Greg, by the way. Greg is not here in the studio uh, directly. He is coming to us uh, from Orlando where he is busy doing uh, family duties uh, on vacation, yeah. right? A little nostalgia here as well. I was born here, as you, as Bob well knows, and uh, so it's good to better. be there. All right. Well, good. You sound interesting. <laughs> uh, just stay closer to the microphone so that we can hear you. All right. Let, well, us, let us go to the phones, folks. Uh, you can uh, – oh, by the way, I, we, we jumped in there. Lee's number uh, with over at uh, – and this is really is her cell phone number – 649-7964 is yes. her direct phone number. Let us go to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sigiller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Katie. Uh, yeah. I'm closing on my new house in two weeks. I want to move in right after the closing, but the seller is saying I'm going to have to wait to move in. There's nothing about waiting in the contract that I can see. How should I proceed? Mm. So, Lee, uh, uh, I'll let you explain. There's If she's closed on the house, it's a done deal. She can move in, correct? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't have any kind of agreement that they get to have post-occupancy, then uh, once you close and the title passes, it's your house. Um, however, you've got a little more of a practical issue, which is if they're not out, um, you know, how are you going to get them out? One thing is you'd have to evict them, you know, and go through the court process. But you may be able to come up with some kind of written agreement, which I would call a post-occupancy agreement. Um, you would definitely want to deal with insurance issues and if there's any damages or, you know, are they supposed to pay you your month, your, your daily you know, rate of your interest and your utilities and whatever uh, insurance, all that, because as of closing, you're going to be paying uh, for that house, and it's going to be your responsibility if something bad goes wrong, you know, like a, an accident or something. Yeah, so Katie, let me just tell you how serious this is, and Lee, you'll appreciate this. Uh, about a year, year and a half ago, I represented a seller, and uh, we went to closing, and we closed. Not a problem. No mention was ever made. There was a walkthrough done by the buyer and buyer agent, but nothing about furniture left in the house. So a couple of hours go by, and all of a sudden I get a call from the buyer's agent saying, listen, there appears to be furniture still left in this house, and we now own it, and we are not going to let the seller back in to get it. And legally, they uh, really did not have much recourse. I would say that's a... Extreme? Yeah, that that's a little bit debatable if it's that same day. <laughs> But there's, you know, if they've abandoned it officially, then yes. But if it, they had, yeah, they didn't. And, yeah. and in fact, the uh, seller called the police, and the police go over, and they're, they're basically dealing with um, an issue that my seller should have at least identified to me, if nothing else, 
that uh, they still had furniture in the house that they needed to get out. Yes. So the police actually worked it out very nicely and said, listen, just go in with the moving company and pull the rest of the stuff out. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah. You can't really, wow. I mean, the yeah. buyer can't really claim it that day. <laughs> it would probably have to be longer well, than a day. Okay. So hold on. Let's, let's follow this up for a second because you're telling me something that's a little n- not what I've been told. Okay. That as of the moment you sign the docs and hand the keys over at a closing table. Well, to, let's, I think it's yeah. more of a, and if, I, if you can hear me, okay. I yeah, think yeah. it's more of a, a, not an ethics thing, but just a, okay, what are we really talking about here? Because we're not talking about personal property. Um, in a contract, if it's still there and, and like Lee's saying, the same day, and you just have a seller or a buyer who's being unreasonable, well, I'm not a lawyer. And, and again, I'll, I'll quote Chuck, you know, I've got people, I know people, but um, it seems that that could be worked out and someone can see someone's trying to be maniacal or just difficult, but it's still personal property that wasn't, if I'm wrong, it wasn't discussed in a uh, a contract, so it, and it's still in the house. So where does that legality lie? There's no, there's no specific time frame in Kentucky law that says if it's been there an hour or a day or a month or whatever, it's abandoned. It would have to be an intent to abandon it in order for it to then belong to the buyers. So if it's the same day of closing and they didn't get all their stuff out, it's going to be pretty hard for that uh, buyer to to. To claim their items, I uh, I had a situation where it was a painting. Mm-hmm. The people clearly moved everything out and just you know overlooked this painting that was hanging on the wall. And the buyers moved in and said, "Great, we now own this you know really expensive, beautiful painting." And the yeah. seller said, "Uh, no." <laughs> and of course, the seller won because they had no intent to abandon their painting. You know, right? I think yeah. though, truthfully, I think the lesson that comes out of this for Katie, uh, who's not so detailed, have a problem. It's just the mm-hmm. seller is keeping it from moving in, which she right. should be able to. Let me address that one in a second. But the details for everyone else is basically is tell your agent if you still have stuff left in there so that a post-occupancy agreement yes. can be drawn up. You definitely need that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're at the whim of the buyer, sure. essentially. Now, in Katie's case, with her not being able to get into the house because her seller is not letting her in, if it was me, I would tell Katie, go right to your buyer's agent, let the buyer agent know, let the buyer agent call the seller's agent and say, listen, it's our house. You, you've had more than a day, and it's time well, to go. Well, there could be damages there. There could be damages there, could there be. too, correct? If, sure. if they're not being let into the house and they've got movers lined up, then you've got a whole other ball of wax that you it's not your house anymore. There's, a lot, of li- you There's a lot of liability there because they could yeah. burn the place down. They could have a party and damage the house. <laughs> they could, you know. Uh, do a lot of things. So insurance is an issue. Uh, liability is an issue. So yes, legally you'd have to go to eviction, but it can be a problem. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Kelly, hopefully we have um, explained this to uh, the point that will help you. I would go right to your buyer's agent right away and let them know. If you want to see uh, possibly some of the reviews that we get as the Sekolar Medley team, go to LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com or LouisvilleSellersTalk.com or LouisvilleZillow.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. My name's Sharon. I was turned down for a mortgage last month because I have too many bills. I heard there's something out there like credit repair that can help. Is that true? Brandy, yeah, there is credit repair, right? Uh, Yes, and I really suggest you you can call me or I I would get a second opinion on it for sure uh, because uh, a lot of times – uh, you get false information. You really do. And, and there, are, there are a lot of situations, Bob, I think you can attest to this, that P- 
people have turned down people, and we get them approved and, and close them. So, so hey, hang on for a second, though. Uh, there are a lot of credit repair companies out there. Yes. You work with a couple of ones that you would recommend over. Let me back up just so that we have um, help sharing with this. Not all credit repair companies are um, equal in terms of their ability to help you get things I can, done. I can actually attest to both sides for, Rand, for Randy. Sorry, Randy, if, if you don't mind. For for the sake of, and I, I always tell people I love Randy. I've closed both of my personal loans with him. But and when I got out of college, I had some, some debt hanging around, and I had a, a somebody repairing my credit that may have not been on the up and up, and we had some issues. And I went to Randy, and he took a look at my file, recommended somebody, and within I think it was eight months, we were ready. He, he there was some things that needed to be taken care of, and and they certainly did. Good, a- absolutely, yeah. and and yes, you do. You need to, Bob. Your it was well said. There's there's no question. There are a lot of people in the credit repair business that I do not recommend, and I, I really have. One person in particular that, Who that you send people to. Yes. So just be aware. If you are a renter right now, the rents are going up, and you're thinking, "I want to get in as a uh, as a buyer of a home," and your credit is uh, is in disarray. I would tell you to get to a credit repair company, and I would give Randy call at the very least. Let him check and see where you are and what needs to be done. Six four five zero seven three six is that number to call. And kind of segue into real quick, yeah. and we talked about this uh, recently, Bob. But we just we just had a situation come up, which is phenomenal for our company. Where if you're above a six forty score now, used to when you had a six forty or you had a seven forty score, there would be a difference in rate of quarter to half a point or something in that nature. Mm-hmm. Now we've taken all those hits out of the way. So, so you're saying that the same, whether it's a lower or middle or higher score. They're going to hit the same lower interest rate. That is correct. Okay. That's good. That's good. Incidentally, if you're wondering about where the market is right now, because it's in a flux, in, I would tell you, basically November, December, and um, up until maybe a week ago, we had seen a slowdown in the number of homes coming on the market, the number of buyers coming on the market. The interest rates had popped up. But as of a couple of week or so ago, interest rates started coming down a little bit. More homes are starting to come on the market, and uh, we're seeing more buyers online actually doing their research. So uh, what I'm saying to you is if you are a seller thinking, okay, maybe this is the year. And by the way, we're not so sure what's going to happen in 2020 because of interest rates. So if you're thinking next couple of years you want to sell, I would tell you to try thinking about it sooner than later. Don't hesitate. Give me a call. We can do kind of on the phone, what have you done? What are the upgrades? Let's take a look at what the numbers are. And then if you're interested, well, I can always come out and help you. You can reach me on my cell anytime at 376-5483. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Veronica. Uh-huh. I want to buy a home in February 2019, okay. but I think I'm in trouble. Whoa. I did a credit check, and there are some credit cards in my report and that I owe money on, and I'm months late making payments. These are not my credit cards. How do I fix this, and how long do you think it'll take? So, originally, I thought you were going with something that was going to be geared yeah. towards Randy, but no, it's actually a, a legal issue at this point, right? Because well, she there is fraud on her account. There, there is, but uh, more than likely, a credit repair company has to get involved again because uh, you have to send letters and you have to do a lot of different things. So, uh, I really recommend that uh, you give me a call. Sincerely, I, c- I can help people in that but and leave from a legal standpoint if someone's fraudulently um, using her account this sets up a whole series of other problems 
not to limit to the fact that she may not be able to buy a home and probably won't be able until these yeah. problems are cleared up. It could be identity theft. It could be, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a whole, it could be a whole slew of problems. Yes. So she definitely needs to um, uh, immediately address that. From a legal standpoint, is there something who you would recommend, uh, both of you guys, uh, you would recommend to anybody who thinks they've been the victim of credit identity theft um, or even just identity theft in general? We seem to get these goobers out there who are trying to scam us on a regular oh, yeah. basis. Oh, yeah. What would you say? Anything in particular? Uh, well, the one thing you can do, you can, of course, contact the attorney general's office and let them know that, you know, someone has your identity and mm-hmm. uh, try to uh, have them intervene to help, you know, investigate. Because if somebody's doing that, it's probably not just her. It's probably a lot of people they're doing it to. Um, and then, of course, you got to do the credit repair. And you can contact your credit uh, companies and send them notices indicating that this is not your account and they then have to put that on your account to help improve your credit score. Well, and I, what I'm finding out is more. It's it costs about four hundred dollars, and the hassle and the time it takes to go in with a credit repair uh, situation is much better. They just know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh, you get it cleaned up a lot quick, quicker. So let me tell you what I've done, and then I want to make a suggestion to everybody who's listening right now. And I ask you two of you here in the studio, Greg, and let me include you, Greg. So I joined this through my my uh, networking meetings. I joined this company, and there are a couple out there that monitors your credit. They give me a report every uh, month to let me know what my credit score is, and then it keeps track of anything that may be um, worrisome. And they send me a report or an email if, immediately if they see something. But one of the things it does is it requires me to enter all of my credit card numbers into their tracking system so they have a list of those credit card numbers, which is great because if I lose my wallet, I can go to this company and, and immediately see what com- what the credit cards are. Now, they charge a fee every month, and I'm not suggesting everybody do that, and it may not be worth it for many of the listeners, but there is something you can do. Of the two of, the two of you here and Greg on the phone have – any of you made either pictures or made uh, copies of your credit cards or a list of the credit card numbers with phone numbers to call in the event they get lost? Do you do you have a copy of that? No, I haven't, but that it, sounds like a good idea. It does sound like a good idea. <laughs> Randy? Well, I, I, do I, not, have, yeah. I have, and also I pull my credit every four months. Oh, so you do that? My, my wife and I, I pull both of our okay. credit. I, I recommend everyone pull uh, their credit every four months. I have a company really that do. emails me once a month to tell me my credit. Okay, so you're well, basically the same thing that here, I'm one of those? Okay. Here's the problem with that, though. Yeah. And, and I, uh, it, those type of companies are usually not accurate, and, and they don't they don't actually do a, uh, a hard pull. And I think that um, I, I can't recommend it enough to get your credit pulled uh, three times a year. Well, I will tell you that um, – I don't know about the accuracy. I can't speak to that because I've never had a problem that would require me. But not only do I have protection, but I also talk, bought, okay, maybe I'm a sucker for, you know, buy this, buy that. But I also for legal protection so that if something happens, I have the, uh, someone that will cover it from a legal side. Oh, I still have LifeLock. Don't, 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 oh, okay. don't correct. Uh, I, so I'm very serious about oh, okay. all this. Okay. So yes. So okay. Up and above that, though, I just, I just think you need to pull your personal credit because lifelock might not pick it up sometimes and i'm not even sure well, the one i'm using is lifelock there's a couple out there but if oh, anybody yeah, wants, right right it, it doesn't matter email me and right. i'll get, get the, the information to you if, if it's a concern bob at we saw louisville.com all right let's go back to the phone good morning bob secola louisville real estate show news radio 840 whas hello 
Hi, Bob. This is Sam. My yeah. agent wrote an offer for me and sent it to the seller's agent. She received a very unusual reply saying the listing agent would not present her offer to the seller unless I send my pre-approval letter for the buyer. Do I really have to have a pre-approval letter? So this is fascinating that, and, and leave. we're going to go to you first because from a standpoint, uh, there are a couple of things that are going through my head. So let's recap this. So this, okay. this seller's agent won't present the offer to her or his seller until there's a pre-approval letter that accompanies that offer. Uh-huh. Well, as co- according to Kentucky license law, that's not legal. Uh, Kentucky license law requires a seller's agent to present all offers to... No matter what. No matter what. Period. Uh, You can have in your agent notes on the MLS, or you can have as a requirement, you know, uh, if the seller says at the time of listing, look, I don't want a bunch of looky-loos around here. I only want serious buyers. So please ask all uh, offerors to present a pre-approval letter showing that they actually can uh, buy it, that you can have that as as a requirement. However, if it comes in without that, they still have to present that offer to the seller. The seller can, of course, counter back and say, great, I, I want a pre-approval letter. Yeah, Greg, you were going to mention something. Does that supersede my, – my, my question would be, does that supersede – because I know a lot of agents may think that their fiduciary responsibility is to when the seller says, I don't want to see any offers without that pre-approval. And they're saying, well, my seller is saying that they don't want me to show it to them because it's not a company, and that's what they want. Now, what you're saying is and, – and I'm following the letter of the law here with you – that is okay. You, you, can, you, you still have to show them that offer or present it to them in some way, email it to them, text yes. it visibly. They have to see it no matter what that request yes. is. Yes, and their response can 100% be, I don't want to even talk about it or look at it or deal with it until I get a pre-approved gotcha. letter. Got it. Uh, right. But yes, gotcha. as far as a licensed agent is concerned, they must present that uh, as soon as possible. And let me just point out, because there was a change in regulations for the Louisville area, um, not Southern Indiana, but Louisville area, where... Now, when you get an offer, a buyer can request the seller to confirm that it's been delivered to the seller. Am I yes. correct on that? If you ask a written request yep. to the seller's agent, has my offer been presented, then they have to write you back and say, yes, it has. But but the caveat here is it the seller doesn't have to write you back. The seller's agent simply says, yes, it has been presented. Exactly. That's all it is. That's right. right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a couple of minutes. In the studios with us, we've got Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Lee Harris, who's legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. You can reach her on her cell phone, 649-7964. My my son, Greg, who's down in Florida, but on the phone with us, you can reach him on uh, at Instagram, anybody who's into Instagram, which is getting hotter and hotter, at what is it, Greg? We sell Louisville. You got it. We okay. sell Louisville. You have it. I know. And then you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. When we come back, 11 things never to keep and tell your agent when you have it listed. The house is listed. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
this is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I I recommend in your area. In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to, or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS Lee Harris Legal Counsel is here with us from Limestone Title 649-7964. Also, Randy Rocky Swan Financial, 645-0736. Of course, son Greg is uh, on the uh, phone from his vacation. And, of course, Bob Sekoler, you can reach me anytime, day or night, 376-5483. Also, you can see the future of photography. Head to Louisville3D.com. If you want to sell your home, you need more than just ordinary pictures. We take home photography to a whole new level. You can start to see what's going on with us. Look for yourself at Louisville3D.com. Okay. Ten things you should never say, Mel, or 11 things you should never say to your listing agent. All right? Number one, I'm not going to sell for less than this amount of price. Sure, in your head, you may say, okay, if the house is listed at this amount and you've got a bottom line, I tell ourselves, I don't want to know what your bottom line is. I want to negotiate the best price that is possible for you, and I don't want to know this is your take bottom line because I don't want you ever to say to me, well, Bob, you told them. And I would never do that, but I don't want to even have that potential problem, that conflict of interest. So I would never, don't ever say, here's, I'm not going to take any less than this amount. Or say, don't say this, I won't consider any offers that are less than this amount. Because you never know that if you can engage the buyer into uh, working with you. So let's say your house is listed at 200000 you've got an offer at one eighty. And you say, I'm not going there. I'm not going to respond. My philosophy is never let the deal die on our side. Count your back. Even if it's at 200000 it's the same thing uh, of what it's listed. Let the buyer walk away. Don't you walk away. 
at uh, another is I cannot or will not close any sooner than a specified date or time frame. I have a client that just happened this past week. We, we got a contract, great contract, and the client, my client says, I can't, I'm not going to close any sooner than this date. And then we went back and looked at it, and they rethought it, and they could do it. So we were able to make the deal work. With regards to repairs, you would, don't ever say there's nothing wrong with this house, and I won't need to make any repairs. Folks, inspections are there. Most every buyer does it. They're going to find something. And it may not be big, but don't ever draw a line and say, I'm never going to make any repairs. Because it may just be a matter of a oh, a $50 repair that you need to make. And that may be the difference between you staying in the house or moving on with your life. There's another thing that a lot of uh, sellers say to their agents. I only want showings with at least 24 hours notice and only between X and Y times during the weekdays and no showings on weekends. You're limiting. You don't the, want to sell your house. You, you, well, that's my point. You are limiting your chances of selling it. And every time you get a, show, a, a showing, you've got an at-bat and you've got a chance of potentially selling it. So don't. not that you have to be totally flexible, but if I get a call from a buyer's agent who says, hey, Bob, listen, I'm in the car with my clients. We just drove by your house at this location, and they think this is it. I say, okay, let me see what I can do, and then I'll call the client and say, okay, look, here's what she told me or here's what he told me, and let's see, is there something that might work? I know you don't want more, you want a 24-hour advance, but is there something that might work? And we try to negotiate a deal and then get back to the, the buyer's agent to get them in there because it could be the one. So be careful when you're talking about showing times. Showing activity, if you say, I don't think the buyers came, it certainly doesn't look like anyone was here, I can't. I'd be very rich if I had a, a dime for every time someone said that they were they actually were there. Now, we ask agents to leave a card so that the seller knows you're there if you're a buyer agent. Not all people do. It's not required. And sometimes they may walk in and then turn around and say, that ah, it's not what we want from just looking at the – it's not unfair, but it, that's what they say. They walk back out, so you never know. Also, in the showing feedback, what uh, – so what did the buyers think? Now, remember, as a seller agent, we can never talk to the buyer's themselves. We can talk to the buyer's agent, and many of us use a feedback form that goes out that asks in detail specific questions that will help the the buyer, uh, us know about what the buyer was thinking. So think about that. You'll get that feedback form, but we never, as agents, are able to specifically talk to the individual buyer. It has to go through a buyer's uh, agent. That's just part of what has to happen. Also, objections, if um, feedback, you get back objections like they don't like the color of the room, they don't like the landscaping, something, and you as the seller, if you say, that's the buyer's problem, well, you know, there's always a theory that if you can just manage their expectations, the buyer's expectations, let's say they, they don't like the color, it's purple, and they want they want neutral. Many of us as agents have crews, and we, we've got crews that we can recommend that will very inexpensively change the color. So we build that in. We say, okay, look, we'll get this color changed uh, at closing, at right after closing, and get that done. So that's a way to work that out. Also, never say, my house is perfect. There's nothing a buyer needs to do to it. There's always something. And we tell buyers, if you can find a house that's 75% of what your dream home is, the rest you can typically do and that's your best bet. Take that house and then make it into something that you want. 
But there's always something that a buyer wants because nobody's no two people's opinion tastes are the same. And price reductions. I'm not lowering the prices, something that a lot of agents hear on a regular basis. I would tell you, you start out at your higher price, but as your home goes on the market week by week by week, the value comes down a bit. And I will tell you that last year we had a very high-end home that got an offer one week after. When I'm talking high-end, it was over 700000 And within a week, we got an offer. And we came within $5,000 of making that deal work. And we never, the, the seller said, I'm not taking it. And the buyer walked away. House is still on the market, just to tell you. Let's see what happens. We are out of time. I want to thank... I know this went fast, didn't it, guys? I know. It did. Very much. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Thanks for being here. Also, Thank Lee you, Harris, Limestone Title and Escrow, legal counselor for them. They do a great job. You can reach Lee on her phone, her cell phone, at 649-7964. My son, Greg, thanks for... Uh, for being there from Orlando, you having a good time down yeah, there? Yeah, I'm headed back to the pool. I'm headed back to the pool. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, rub it in. Well, it's 32 <laughs> degrees here, Greg. So. Actually, we got snow. It's a terrible <laughs> your good good week to go down there. But 70 the, degrees here. We're okay. Yeah, We're not too bad. Yeah, very good. And, of course, you can reach me anytime <laughs> on my cell phone. The direct number to call is 376-5483. Stay warm. We will be back with you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.